Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Jackie. And we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees re-watching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. This week, we're talking about the Lance Bass rom-com on the line. And we're joined by the hosts of the My So-Called Whatever podcast, Brooke and Nikki. Welcome, ladies. Thanks. Hello. So excited. We're very excited to be here. Thank yeah, you so thank much you for, for having, having us. us. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We can fangirl on this treat of a movie together. Oh, <laughs> oh my it's, gosh. It's, my it's gosh. Gonna, it's going to be something. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Before we counter that, let's get into some housekeeping. One day we'll do it almost together. (laughs) (laughs) If you love the podcast and you want to support us, here are a few ways. You can become one of our Patreon besties and gain access to some exclusive content, stickers, Ask Me Anythings, polls, bonus videos, lives, and Spotify playlists. Just head to patreon.com backslash no more late fees. And if money is tight, no worries. You can really help us out by writing us a review. Did you know that writing a review and or rating us helps us get more listeners? Take this review from Kai Bobby. RIP Test Girl and Dulce de Leche have me dead. Thanks for the laughs. So good. (laughs) If you haven't listened to our Drive Me Crazy episode, then this won't make any sense. But if you have, you know. So um, <laughs> thanks, Kai. And shout out to Rotten Treasures podcast. Y'all are too good to us. That's all I can say. <laughs> if you want to be featured and help us grow, head to Apple, Spotify, Podchasers, Good Pods, or your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. And we have merch. Head to Redbubble. Just search for no more late fees. And we got socks. We got pillowcases. Anything you want. So I I still am amazed that we launched our store and Jackie's like, I got socks. And I was like, what? (laughs) But multiple people have bought socks. So I guess our socks are a hit. I I can't love it. Let's get into the movie. On the Line is is the 2001 romantic comedy that follows a shy ad exec, Kevin, and his search for his misconnections on a Chicago train. Kevin has everything going for him, but his lifelong lack of confidence keeps him from recognizing love and happiness, even if it's sitting right next to him. When Kevin meets the girl of his dreams, Abby, which we take the entire movie to find out, the Chicago's L train, they connect immediately, but he lets his golden opportunity slip away by not having the courage to ask her for her name and number. Unable to find her or forget her, Kevin and his buddies launch a massive campaign to locate the Mystery Girl, starring Lance Bass, Joey Fatone, Emmanuel, I don't know, I don't want to say this wrong, but is it Chiriki? I think so. I think I'm so sorry. Our boy GQ, Al Green, Tamala Jones, or Tamala Jones, Dave Foley, and Jerry Stiller. Written by Eric Aronson and Paul Stanton, directed by Eric Bross, and you can watch it on Vudu for $2.99, or you can purchase it on Apple. But before we get started, let's get to our ratings rewind. So you know the drill. Before we get into the movie, we'll reveal the the rating our Y2K versions of ourselves would give. 
Then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. Our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again. The best would play on repeat. Five day rental. Would watch again. Two day rental. Okay, but nothing to write home about. And same day rental. Trash. Boy band trying to be in his first movie. Trash. Hmm. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> so okay, <we're> Nikki. <laughs> What's your Y2K rating of online? Oh my God, would buy it, would buy it again. Like, yeah, I did buy it and I did watch it and I had it on a DVD. Yeah. Brooke? I was definitely a five day rental because I didn't buy it, but I did watch it and I may have watched it more than once, probably with Nikki, but five day rental. Jackie? So, Y2K Jackie, uh, was bribed to stay home and go to community college. And her parents did that by buying her a brand new Volkswagen Beetle. So as she's fueling up at the mobile station one day, she notices if you sign up for a mobile credit card, you get the movie on the line for free. So she did. (laughs) So I did not technically buy it, but I did subscribe to a credit card to own this movie. That's my best it. friend, y'all. That's my best friend. <laughs> I'm going to stick beside her. It was a two-day rental for me. <laughs> Y2K, Danielle saw this movie because she had a friend with a problem. And that's okay. What about your friend? So we want to know what you guys would rate, your Y2K rating would be for this movie. Hit us up at No More Late Fees on social and let us know where it ranks. Movie facts, box office, let's dive into it. The budget for this movie was a whopping $16 million, and it made worldwide $4.4 million. Miramax marketed this film heavily towards NSYNC teens. Hello, we are those (laughs) teens. Yep. (laughs) And the film soundtrack featured songs by teen pop artist Mandy Moore and B.B. Mac, along with previously unreleased tracks by NSYNC and Britney Spears. However, the film was a box office flop and grossed only $4.3 million domestically. Mm, 4.4. We'll say 4.4. The film was heavily criticized, especially by Roger... Roger Lil Raj. Lil Raj. Shout out Roll Call. Who said the film was an agonizing, creaky movie that... (laughs) How do you say this word? uh, Laboriously. <laughs> plods through a plot so contrived that the only thing real about it is its length. I would like to oh, say yeah. that to a man and his situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, Raj. I didn't know it did that poorly. I didn't I, I thought for sure at least the teens would come out and like watch it. You know what That's it was because it was dance. I was gonna say, yeah. I, have, I don't know. I wrote this in my notes, but like, wasn't it an R-rated movie at first? Like, it was written an R-rated movie, and then they like, because you can even see in the movie they say yes. stuff, but it's like overdubbed. Like, yes, I'm there was one you... part where he said like, "I'm half-hearting it," and it was really half-assing it. Like, <laughs> so they did it. So the little teeny 
NSYNC fans could go to the movies and watch it. So. Yeah. I feel like if it had been an R-rated movie, it actually might have would have done something. I agree. No, you're absolutely correct. It was dubbed and there were moments where you could see that it wasn't dubbed properly. They did they did scale it back to make the rating so that the teenies, teeny boppers could go see it. And they did not. They, <laughs> they did not. But again, I really think it's because like as much as we love NSYNC, we didn't know that Justin was going to make that cameo at the end. JC wasn't even in it. So like, if you take half of the band and they're not in it, 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 I don't think it was the same kind of draw. And I was surprised that out of all of them, Lance got his move, first movie. Not any, like we've all learned, Lance is probably one, one of the cooler ones in the band now. But mm-hmm. back then, I was like, Jackie, you like Lance? <laughs> I was a little surprised. I was taken back. Always that. room for the underdog, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> I had people like they're like, "Come on, Nikki." Come on. <laughs> and then when he came out, I'm I shit you not. My friend Robbie called me. I was like in a mall in North Carolina, and he's like, "Are you sitting down? I just want to make sure you're sitting down." I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "Lance just came out as gay. Are you okay?" <laughs> I had, I had a shockingly similar conversation. I really, I was at a Togo sandwich shop in California and I can't remember if it was Danielle or another friend at the time called me and was like, Hey, people just announced that Lance is gay. And I was just like, well, that's disappointing, but good for him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was like, Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I said, oh yeah, that tracks. I was, <laughs> I was not shocked at all. And I was glad that he was able to come out. Like I couldn't yes. imagine how difficult that was for him to, you know, ha- and he might've wanted to do it earlier because, but they wanted him to have this persona to be in this boy band. All right, Jackie, ready to take us on this journey? Yeah, so, but- The beginning shot is a paper airplane, no reason. And then it is 1994 in a little high school rock band called Granite because they rock hard (laughs) is covering two princes. I I didn't know if they were trying to be ironic, sarcastic, whatever. And with that, but we've all we all lived in the in the early nineties. We all lived in ninety-four at some point. We just did that's not what we look like. No. And it wasn't that far away. It came out in two thousand one. Like you like it was really bad. Yeah. But who are they trying to fool? Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, you guys are like grown ass men. And right. The girl you have a crush on is like 13. Like yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. And then the way they like aged them down is to just put like blonde hair like down. Yeah, Lance's (laughs) hair down. And then like blonde strips in Eric's hair, like really bad weave. Like it was not, it was not a not the business. It It was was not it. It was not. It was Tyler Perry level (laughs) wig situation. Yes. It was bad. It was real bad. So yes, we see Lance is pining. I'm sorry. Kevin is pining after this girl 
and Joey, I'm going to do it. It's It's, just, it is what it is. Joey plays Rod. So if you hear Rod and or Joey, just know who I'm talking about. Rod is like, hey, you should sing her the ballad I wrote. And so Kevin's like, yeah, that seems like a great idea. He chokes, he doesn't, he gets real sweaty and then faints. And then we wake up seven years later. And the way he's like, it was so over the top of him sweating. It looked like someone in between takes threw a bucket of water on him. Yeah, it was. That's what I looked was. like when I was Joey McIntyre. No <laughs> joke. Like that's what I looked like. <laughs> I, I would be the same if Joey McIntyre were singing a song to me. Hundred percent. Oh my god. <laughs> so then we get this conversation between Kevin and Rod. Is it Rod or is it Eric? doesn't matter a conversation about his lack of confidence when it comes to women this three-year-old eating mcdonald's i have a list of product placement by the way is like giving him philosophical like relationship advice very confused by this part because i was like oh is there a cute kid like is this his nephew his cousin his son like what's happening here because you do not see an adult with this child no. And then he goes and hits on a grown woman and she takes one of his fries and smiles at him. I'd take a fry from a kid. What's he going to do? <laughs> I wouldn't because I'd be afraid he put up his nose and then put it back in. <laughs> Good point. Valid. Very valid point. That's very immediately valid. what I thought. Like, lady, what are you doing? That Those fries have kid hands all over them. <laughs> right. And that's gross. And they must I... have been really cold. Because, yes. Come on, yes. You got yeah. them at McDonald's and then got on the subway. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing better than a fresh McDonald's fry, but there's nothing worse than a fry that's been a McDonald's fry that hasn't, that's been sitting out for a while. Yeah. So it's just a lot of dialogue to establish that he still is not lucky in love. He is now going into the office. I really enjoy this suit jacket he's wearing. I don't know what kind of material it is, but it has a shine to it. I thought it was I- like a, a leather pleather thing, but I'm glad that you brought this up because I read an article because I had to do very deep dives to try to find anything about this movie. And they, (laughs) it it, it was an article in a gay magazine that was like, how did we not know his, (laughs) his very tailored look was very different than every all the other guys in the in the movie and he was wearing like Prada in one of the scenes it's just like he did look very nice and tailored but he's supposed to be like a 24 year old or 23 year old I don't know any 24 23 year old guys who are doing monochrome and 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 pulling it off the way that he was with the rest of his friends who look like they were rolling around in a garbage can or something like their clothes were bad. Joey's clothes were horrific in this movie. Horrific. <laughs> and Eric just did cub chic the whole time. <laughs> Everything he wore just had the Cubs logo on it. So we're in the office. There are a sea of iMacs. And I'm like, if I could get an iMac and retrofit it with like so it actually worked today, I would totally rock an iMac. Like one. You have one? one? I have one that still works. Actually, I have two that still work, but there's one of them that's a little bit newer that works a little bit better. You can play like CDs in it, but that's really go online. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, those Apple definitely was sponsoring this movie. They they it's literally Kevin's walking it's down everywhere. that that like corridor sprinkled. It's just yes. all like the- it was like Jolly Rancher colors. Yes. It was my dream because <laughs> I wanted a Mac so bad, so bad. And yes, I was like, this is my dream right here. <laughs> and his boss had an, an iMac or or laptop. Was, he had like the laptop thing. and then Kevin had the G4 mm-hmm. like the desktop you lost me after <laughs> I said iMac that was as close to Apple <laughs> terminology as I'm gonna get <laughs> so he goes to talk to I don't even know his name I just called him Jerry Stiller the whole time how did they get him to be in this movie I don't know there are surprisingly a lot of actors in this movie. <laughs> right? It has to be the instinct appeal. And I think Lance is just like a nice person because yeah. he did produce this movie. So this movie was produced by his um, production company he built called Happy Place Productions. And it was their first endeavor, their first movie that they were producing, which I thought he, so he had to have gotten all these people. Yeah. Definitely. So we see Jerry Stiller. He's always holding on to this grimy ass baseball. And I guess Kevin asked him about it all the time. Like, so you can tell me about that ball. And Jerry Stiller's I was like, nope, not today. He's works in the mailroom and the copier is finicky. And tell me why I still knew the name of the copier, like some 20 years later. I was like, oh yeah, that's Lucille. Jesus Christ. What? You were oh, yeah. <laughs> The things that stick in this noggin, I <laughs> I wish I could use them for good because <laughs> I just know the copier's name from online, apparently. Honestly, his character, this scene with the copier and the baseball, if you took all those elements out, I don't think it would change a thing in this movie. No, well, kind of at the end, he encourages him to go. go Not for a thing it. in this movie. Which <laughs> so Dave Foley is the boss. He's very into health. He has his little wheatgrass growing station <laughs> and blender. There is a Reebok tween footwear campaign that Kevin has put on with kind of his rival at work, Jackie. He's okay. joining her creative team. Is the creative team only two people? Because that's not a team. That's just you're <laughs> partnering duo. up. A duo. <laughs> so I feel like they are maybe the higher ups or, mm-hmm. or maybe like directors or account ahead of the accounts. And then maybe they have other graphic designers that work under them. Because usually what, what happens is you have creative directors. They come up with the concepts and everything. And then the smaller stuff you'd push out to your other designers. I know this because I work in marketing, but it was kind of weird that they'd have meetings and it would just be the three of them. But I do have a backstory for Jackie. If okay, you, tell me. If you have listened to this podcast ever before, I love to give backstories when there really doesn't need to be, but <laughs> Jackie's character is a, would maybe be deemed aggressive or maybe not a foil to Lance, but I look at it like this. This pretty boy came in. I was running shit and I was close to my promotion. I've been working my ass, grinding, dealing with this drinking grass asshole over here. And here comes little pretty boy. And now he's going to be on my account. 
the Reebok account is coming. I should get that. There should be no question. We should not have little pretty boy on this at all. So she's pissed. She wants a promotion and she wants not some kid straight out of high school to come and try to like be in her space. That's he wasn't straight out of high school. He's 24. (laughs) I'm just giving you Jackie's perspective. Okay. Okay. Like I didn't, I mean, her stealing his idea was not cool, but everything else, like if she wants to be like a, a, I feel like at least in movies, advertising is portrayed as a competitive job field. So like I got where Jackie was coming from. So they are sitting and talking about the marketing ad for these tween shoes. Lance has koosh balls. I really enjoyed that part because you don't see a koosh ball. Nowadays. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to really have- don't. <laughs> I thought there was going to be more significance to that, Jackie. No, no, absolutely not. And koosh balls, apparently, because I have one, they dry out over time because they're made out of rubber and then they get brittle and fall apart. So, oh no, that yeah, makes me really sad. Yeah, they don't stay springy forever. I know way more about a koosh ball than I should. Um, I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> I, I'm in shock. <laughs> I surprise you every every time we record an episode, Danielle. I don't even know her. So Kevin does pitch this idea of tweens doing different activities. And the tagline is for girls who love to move or something to that effect. And Jackie kind of is like, that sucks. And now Kevin is on the L train listening to his Walkman, Discman. That's what it's called. And he's he's got the music in him listening to Al Green and he can't help himself. He has to get up and oh name thing. That made me uncomfortable. It's yeah. so bad. I, I'm sorry. Like no. I have sung a little bit out loud in public, but I have never gotten up to my feet and not realized that my entire body is now up in front of all these people. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Y2K Nikki, though, was like, oh my God, Lance is singing by himself. <laughs> yeah. It was a treat. What did you do, Brooke? <laughs> it was really, un- it was just uncomfortable. And also, like, it was so, like, out of his character. Mm-hmm. It really threw me. I'm like, this this guy, he's like, I don't know. At this point, we're just thinking, like, he's a wet blanket. Right. Like, and now all of a sudden he's singing a solo on the train. <laughs> like, okay. I thought it was a dream sequence. No. But, <laughs> but no. I don't know what's worse. Him doing that very cringeworthy, embarrassing uh, solo act or the girl in the L train, Abby, having that really corny pickup line. I can't get next to you. Oh, God. Just it's make so it bad. stop. <laughs> it was so bad. At, at this point, I did look at the remote and said, I don't know if I'm going to make it, Jesus. <laughs> Brooke definitely texted me. <laughs> I did. I texted like, her and I was oh like, this is cringe. God. <laughs> like, I'm cringing. I'm in, like, this is, this is like secondhand embarrassment 20 years later. Yes. And I am like, like I sent her the emoji like the it's not and I also had a really hard time yeah it was hard to push it was real hard to push through and (laughs) 
I, I love corny 90s, 2000 rom-coms, but this, I was like, there's a reason I didn't rewatch this over and over again. And yeah. uh, this is it. Yeah, same. <laughs> I had a completely different like experience, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> you really did have a different experience. I had a completely oh my gosh. different experience. Yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So it's that, really ridiculous. It, it seems like Brooke and I have aligned. And Jackie yeah. and Nikki were having nostalgic fever over there. So, all right. But I, I can say that I'm happy that at least Lance can make fun of it. Like he's fully aware that this wasn't the best project because he he posted a Facebook. There's the ba- the boy band con. It had like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And he wrote, hmm, funny how on the line didn't get 100%. I'm just glad that he could laugh about that. My yeah. husband said that's the worst one I've ever seen. <laughs> He's like, no, that's not real. And I was like, it is. It is real. It felt like an AB, like if this was an ABC family movie, I would have let it slide way more than the fact that this was a full-on production. Ding 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 ding. Ding ding ding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, and that's what it felt like. It felt very, like you said, like ABC Family, like Disney Channel movie. Yes. Like that sort of thing. No, this was a legitimate, like, major release. Yeah, Max yeah. put a lot of money in oh this. My God. <laughs> oh, Lance. Oh, Lance. It was just... Gotta love him. You gotta <laughs> I mean, I appreciate his, his, his balls. Tenacity. His, he has a good work ethic. He has, yeah. he grinds yeah. for sure. But yeah. And I didn't feel like the acting was terrible. No, I don't think, I think he was a better actor than when Justin tried to, when Justin first started acting. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, is, is not <laughs> I did, I didn't find an issue with any of the acting at all. I mean, Joey was over the top, but I think that was just his character. It was nothing yeah. that like, mm. Joey was playing himself. Let's all be real. Joey was yep, playing was. himself <laughs> and just like in my big fat Greek wedding, Joey has always played himself in any movie he's in and I'm not That's mad at fair. it, but mm. that, I, I enjoy think, Joey. Yeah. Joey has great energy. <laughs> he does. He does. I really missed his facial hair, though. Yeah, and I remember like why two K me, but that was that bothered me then, because I was like Joey, you don't look like Joey without your facial hair, without <laughs> your like little goatee. It was like when my dad shaved off his mustache when I was a kid. I'm like, no, put it back. <laughs> I have to ask a question because sure. I'm looking right now at Jackie's background, which is amazing. Both Jackie and Danielle have amazing backgrounds. Did Lance dye his hair for this? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because in, that? in the first scene, he still had the blonde hair. Or maybe this is his natural color and he always just did frosted tips. Yeah. Or bleached oh. it. So I think, yeah, but this was definitely darker than we're used to. And that is how they showed time had passed. <laughs> oh yeah so can we talk about the weather in this movie yeah what about the weather so i couldn't find a lot of 
trivia or any fun facts, but I sure people found a lot of errors in this movie. And one of which was one thing I noticed was when they were barbecuing outside, it was cold. Like you could see that cold breath. And then maybe in a few scenes later, it's they're in their short sleeve shirts. It looks like summer and they're dressed like it's summer. And then a few scenes later, it's cold again. And I'm like, how much time is really passing? Like, I don't understand what's happening. They just, I mean, they could have just lived in Austin because we have weeks like that. <laughs> it, it could be, but there was one where the people, they're like, their outfits change from winter to, to, to spring. And mm-hmm. people were like, that's weird. So uh, during this meet cute, they're, they're just having small talk. She loves the Cubs. She loves Al Green. They have a lot of things in common. They get off at the same stop and they're kind of walking together. And so Kevin says, tell me something you would only tell a stranger. And she divulges that she likes to make paper airplanes because that's a deep, dark secret. the, 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 The things that they pull up to like bond with each other I'm just like I believe both of them are psycho killers like I feel like we could get another movie where they they find out they're both trained killers because this don't make any sense it, Can you imagine somebody coming up to you and saying you know what my favorite hobby is <laughs> <laughs> because my dad's a pilot yeah I would think that they were special <laughs> like okay honey you make me a paper airplane right like that's so nice it was weird yeah i didn't i didn't like that then they both in unison start naming presidents yes they recite the presidents and realize they are soulmates and kevin chokes and just is like okay nice meeting you and like why doesn't she say something this is what i never get thank you like you Especially because she was so forward on the train to be like, I can't get next to you because she wants to sit next to him. And I have a boyfriend. Yeah. um, Yeah. It was weird that she didn't just say, yo, what? don't leave. What about these digits? You know? (sighs) I don't know. Shy guys get on my nerve. I'm not going to lie. I ain't got time for that. That bothered me a lot. Yeah, he he ends the conversation with, it's been a pleasure commuting with you. And doesn't he like shake her hand or something? (laughs) (laughs) I just pictured him doing like a a gentleman salute. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Come on. And so now we are in a dive bar where it seems Rod is the local performer. And he's singing Pour Some Sugar on Me. He also is an over-the-top performer. He His signature move is to kick his amp. And then he also poured sugar on himself and in his mouth. It wasn't... At first, when I saw that scene, I thought he was shaking up a, like a soda. Like I couldn't see that it was sugar. And then when he started to pour it down his throat, I was just like, is that... Is that actual sugar? It was <laughs> a diabetes-inducing coma situation. Yeah, he was pouring back. And why does he keep kicking that amp? 
What is that? It's a signature move, man. But you, it looks like you don't got a job. So can do you have the money to be messing up all these amps? I, I have no answers for you. <laughs> Brooke, I mean, Nikki? probably not. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. What probably is Kevin his, had to lend him some do it money anyway. for his new amp. What is I think his, Kevin was the... Not Maybe he mark. works at the bar. I don't no, know. that's not true. That's not true. Eric works at Wrigley Field. He yes, sells Cracker Jacks. Randy, who I didn't legit did not know his name until like the very end of the movie when it was on the whiteboard. He is seems very cultured and is always in a suit and always around, but I never see him go to work either. I don't know. True. <laughs> Also, I I just want to mention real quick something that I noticed through the movie and it, I don't know. I don't know why it bothered me, but it just kind of bothered me. It just felt like really corny, like the whole movie. But these four friends, they were all so different. They were like their own little boy band in the movie. They were. They they had roles. They had like Kevin, obviously the boy next door. And then Joey was like the rocker guy. And then there was the preppy one. Yeah. And then there's like the like the like the bad boy. Can't categorize them. They yeah. kind of just undefined. Rapper. Yeah. Like he was like, you know, rough around the edges. But yeah. anyway, and it bothered me more than it should. I don't know why. <laughs> it just did. I didn't even think about that. That's such a good point. It's like they can't even help themselves. They were they were making a boy band without even knowing it. Jesus. This movie yeah. has layers like an onion. <laughs> so uh, Kevin is sitting at the table with Eric and Randy, and he's trying to figure out how to find this chick. And then we find out during the scene, it's kind of cutting back and forth between Kevin talking to his friends and Abby, the L girl, talking to her roommate. And we find out that she actually doesn't live in Chicago. She was there visiting her boyfriend of three years and looking for an apartment in Chicago, but she's not sure if it's going to work out with the boyfriend or not. It's super weird because we see his, we see her friends that one scene and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's all we get is, and then we see her boyfriend one A scene. Of times. We see him once and we only hear him on the phone the other time. I don't think we see him again after. Oh, right. That restaurant oh, you're scene. right. So yeah. just random characters floating out in this bitch. It's super it's weird. true. And this movie does not pass the Bechdel test because they're mm-hmm. no, the only time two women talk to one another is about that scene about a boy. Yeah. Yeah. So the next scene is the board meeting is with the Jackie, Reebok. Kevin and Reebok. And the first pitch falls flat. It's awful. I don't even know what that tagline was. And then it's weird how the character Jackie says, almost like she was waiting for that plan to fail. And then she comes, she opens the doors like she's about to present the best thing since sliced bread. And on these things, it looked like, did it not remind you of the presentation that Jenna gave in Um, going on 30? Yes. Like it very much gave like Tom, Tom, Jenna vibes. (laughs) I, I, now that I see that reference, I enjoy it a lot more. (laughs) 
was it whose face was on <laughs> the girl on each of the girls <laughs> I yeah. don't know I was it, trying to like look and I'm like who is that it is it the same like, person it looked like magazine cutouts on post, oh, like yeah. of was, patterns yeah it reminded me of like the like the old like I think it was Skechers ads yes mm-hmm. yes be Madden Steve, Steve, Madden, Steve Madden, yes, yes, the old yes. Steve Madden oh, ads. Yes, those things. It, were always it creepy. reminded me of that. Very creepy. Yeah. Yes. And so, yeah, Jackie kind of alley-oops Kevin and steals his tagline, and Reebok <laughs> loves it. And now he's just straight up talking to himself at the copier, and he's like, "God, take a chance. God, take a chance." And then he starts writing this flyer to find the girl on the L train on the line plays there's all Mandy Moore in there I have Um, one thing to say about him doing what is he doing he's like stealing from the company yes (laughs) I'm like all I could think of is like holy shit I get in trouble but (laughs) it's just what I don't understand is the internet exists and I believe Craigslist exists at this point so why not do the misconnections listing instead of this are you her because then our hour and a half movie would have been cut down (laughs) to like 20 minutes what is okay so i'm trying to read what the are you what the flyer actually said we met on the the l on the l we talked about the president and al green my name is kevin and my number is 555-8832 i did write down 8832 and tried to see if it spelled something but i don't think it does I love your Nancy G skills. I love it. Your Veronica Mars skills. (laughs) Top tier, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So the next scene is Brady, who is an old classmate of Kevin and Rod's, and he works for the, I don't know, some newspaper. newspaper, But one, that article that I was telling you guys that I read, they were saying that there were so many opportunities or that this movie there's no room for any kind of like for any lgbtqt representation at all but then you look at that character of from high school where he has this weird obsession with kevin and it could have been turned like an like the movie Mm -hmm. in and out a little bit where it turns out he actually just liked Kevin this whole time and mm-hmm. Kevin liked him. Like they were just saying that that could have been and made the movie actually interesting. And I was like, yes, I would have absolutely thought this would have been a hundred times better because I don't know about you. And maybe they did it this way for him not to be in the movie with this love interest the whole time. Mm-hmm. They had them separate. Like they are in two scenes together at the max Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering if that would have been more interesting (laughs) yeah because I couldn't believe their their, the chemistry at all well so in this scene Brady gets pulled into his boss's office his boss has COVID you can't tell me (laughs) otherwise (laughs) (laughs) it's like this it was a very odd choice to give this boss like all the allergies when he's in one scene i it was weird um I was affected by that though because i was like <laughs> looking at that going oh my god but like 
if I watched this four years ago, I don't think I would have been as like, You'd be like, oh, allergies. I'm like, oh my God, that's COVID. Wasn't it weird to see the train scenes and they're like, why aren't people wearing a mask? Because like, that's all I think about now when I see movies. It's weird how my brain is completely changed. Yeah. Watching certain TV shows, even I'm like, not wearing their masks. Oh, this may, must have been like shot pre-COVID <laughs> or in a world where COVID doesn't exist. Yes. So Brady has history. He's assigned the story because boss has found this flyer. And so he wants Brady to cover it. So Brady, I don't know if he just, if he tells the boss the story or if he just relives it in his mind, but there is little Steve from Get Over It. Kevin did nothing wrong. He just, he was standing there talking to his friends behind him. Brady walks up to this girl, Kayla, and is like, do you want to go to prom with me? Obviously she doesn't. She's the shitty one. Turns around, taps Kevin on the shoulder is like, hey, Kevin, you want to go to prom with me? He's like, sure. And then Brady harbors this animosity for forever because it's Kevin's fault. I don't get it. Yeah, it's super weird how that scene happens because it it would be different if we got a lot more scenes similar to that where they're kind of thinking back. But it was just su- such an out of place scene for yeah. that to have happened. Like flashback scene. Yeah. yeah. But it was just so elaborate the way that it happened. And then when he come when they come back to him after he tells this story that like cool villain origin story bro like it's real real (laughs) stupid and even his boss is like i don't fucking care go write the story and get out of my office you know and then he has this so he has this is another confusing thing so later in another scene we do see him talking to a girl and at first i thought it was just his coworker, and Mm -hmm. but then she's like overly flirty with him and then she starts like touching him and whatnot and so you're like oh they're romantic and then in another scene you see them together at I guess his apartment and he pays very little to no actual attention to this girl so it's like does she like him and she's just very handsy and vocal about it or are they actually dating it takes a while before you actually figure it out and it makes me sad because the girl who plays that role was on Felicity and I love her on that show (laughs) can always bring it back to Carrie Russell every day <laughs> every damn day <clears throat> so the next scene is Kevin gets a call from the girl he agrees to meet her at a diner and walks in I just called her cosmic girl because she keeps saying they had a cosmic connection who was also in get over it she played <laughs> Jessica Kevin quickly finds out like oh this is going to kind of attract the all sorts of yeah, yeah all sorts of girls not just the girl he's looking for that's, um that's weird though like would you guys ever see this flyer and be like I'm gonna call and try to get a date with this guy like it nope. doesn't even make any sense <laughs> no I would have called it just to see who answered <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like he had his picture like I could imagine if it was on social and it, like he put his picture and then he thought it was hot, but like, there's nothing. This could be a psycho killer. I don't yeah. know what woman in her right mind, I guess that's what they're trying to say. They're not in their right minds. It was yeah. such a, I just feel like there was also like, it was a more innocent time. Like we didn't, 
because we yes. didn't have social media That's yeah true. we didn't know what we didn't know mm-hmm. and like now we know that there's psycho killers mm-hmm. like yeah. now we know that that stuff happens but i feel like then we didn't i mean hello we should be dead yeah, that's true. yeah. We had a whole episode on that. Burke and I, like, like episode number three. Why are we not dead? Because like we did stupid things when the internet was new, and like you go and meet somebody, so and it's like no stupid. big deal. But like that was dumb. Why did we do that? Yeah, yeah. Because we, we just know. didn't know. And I feel like also it's a movie, and they yeah. had to have something to fill the time. <laughs> but I, I mean, I wouldn't have because obviously this is pre catfish, but like. Oh, you're gonna show up and he's gonna be like you're not her yeah exactly (laughs) so while this uh diner scene is going on we also see abby meeting her boyfriend for lunch he's pretty much on the phone the whole time not paying attention to her but and so she's kind of ready to tell him like i don't want to see you anymore but then he pulls out the al green tickets so she's like well maybe after the al green concert (laughs) I think we can all collectively agree that that would have been all of our responses. Yeah. I mean, like I I can hang on for a few more. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. So now we're back in the bar. Is it in the bar or in the apartment? Doesn't matter. We're watching TRL with Ananda Lewis and the mic is on. Okay. So we talked about just random ass cameos in this movie but we got richie sanborn from bon jovi is playing this weird character called the mick i i don't understand is he a rapper is he a i think he's like a rocker like i i always portrayed him as like brett michaels Michaels. like a brett michaels yeah so i always imagine him also his name being the mick immediately Mick Light pops into my head because I pronounced MC Light wrong. <laughs> it was, oh no. <laughs> one time. <laughs> and I tried so hard in that episode to just like not say anything that I couldn't do it. It's like a McNugget. Yeah. <laughs> Mick Light, she's like no. Nope. <laughs> so um in my mind, he is Mick Light because his like name it. is the Mick in this movie. But apparently he's Rod's idol and he just makes this random announcement that announcement that he's heading back home to Chi-Town. And so Rod's like, oh, he's coming here. It was yeah, such weird. a really weird storyline. Like, I kind of actually about didn't that part. Yeah. Well, same. I forgot about the whole that whole thing until like towards the end but even at the end i didn't really remember it right yeah i just was like like how is this transpiring yeah it was weird again another friendship that they just called upon you want to be in our movie sure okay exactly (laughs) cool don't even have to read the script i'll be there so brady calls wants to do the interview Kevin says no, but then Eric's like, hey, maybe the exposure will help you, blah, blah, blah. So Kevin agrees to do it. And it gets he, the, the Reebok deal. Um, yes. Because they they think that he has heart. So that that's a positive that comes out of it. But then he gets even more calls than he was getting mm-hmm. before with the Flyers. 
and he's overwhelmed by it. He starts going on these dates and he's just like, these people are even more psychotic than, than before. Eric comes up with this brilliant idea of we're going to go on dates for you and screen the girls, but they have no clue what train girl looks like, obviously from a scene later. And so like, they just want easy dates, essentially all of his friends. And Kevin keeps telling him, no, like we're not doing that. But Eric catches him at a bad time where his boss is talking to him and he told Eric to hold on, but like he tells his boss yes and so Eric takes that as a yes go ahead and start that scene was weird too because like I would be very weirded out if my boss was being that aggressive in my face Mm -hmm. like that yeah I I thought that that was super weird and I don't know why he didn't just say hey I'll call you right back like if my boss came over to me I would hang up but I I can't talk right now I'll call you right back you know what I mean yeah so yeah really And so, I mean, and after this, the guys just go out on all these dates, they have like a calendar, they're, you know, booking left and right. And Eric doesn't really even know what's going on at first. And he's just, he's just trying to live his life. Yeah. Um, Welcome to Bitch Watch. Hi, I'm Sly. I'm Witsy. And we're two bitches watching TV. We're a recap and shit talk show. That's right. We watch hours and hours and hours of TV, so you don't have to. You can listen and laugh along with us everywhere you listen to podcasts and find us on Instagram and Twitter at BitchWatchPod. Is our show original? No. Entertaining? We hope so. This is BitchWatch. But prior to that is the Al Green concert. And so... Kevin and Eric go, they have really good seats. We, there's a couple of like close misses between Kevin and Abby. Her boyfriend stands her up at the the concert. And then we find out somehow Eric snuck them in and didn't really have tickets to see Al Green. And so they're escorted out of the concert. I thought it would have been a really much better opportunity had the movie worked its way towards the Al Green concert and that would have been like a really good place for them to meet because they both said that they liked Al Green but it's like he didn't even really play a role that made sense he was just a concert they went to they missed each other they get kicked out because they don't really have tickets and as they're getting kicked out the whole point of it was just like oh miss connections we see each other but we don't they could yeah. have done a better job at that. If like they wanted to show that they were constantly missing each other, they I think they could have done a better job than this whole scene. Her boyfriend Absolutely. does, you know, he's he stands her up and then she like gets to the table as they're getting ushered out, but doesn't really doesn't move the story along along. It doesn't unnecessary. But we do get Al Green, so we can't be mad. And his his moves on that stage were <laughs> good but also hilarious at the same time okay i just felt like again it's a movie so it is what it is i was shocked at the amount of like overwhelmingly amount of young people at this al green concert yes Yes. and there were no older people and it was very unrealistic and no, not a lot of black people. I don't understand that either. Yeah, you're, you're not, right. You're not going to go to Chicago with Al Green and it not be packed with black people. Just and not the whole, 
there were very few. I don't know that I saw one. Yeah. And the whole auditorium maybe sat 150 people. Like right. Al Green is not going to play something that small and intimate, I don't think, unless it was like a limited engagement right. type situation. And I'll tell you what, if he did, a bunch of 24-year-olds are not going to be able to afford tickets. Right. No. Yeah. Super weird. Unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> Super weird. But they got Al Green, so. But it's true. But I do think that Lance in real life loves mm-hmm. Al Green. Like mm-hmm. whenever I remember in back in going back to my instinct days when they would talk about who were their defining artists. Right. Yeah. He he definitely would say a lot of soul artists, including Al Green. So I'm sure just having him in the movie was just more from a Lance perspective. Like, or maybe that's how they landed on Al Green was like, who are some of your favorite artists that you yeah. dig? And then Al Green was available. <laughs> I have to tell you guys that. So after the Al Green concert, it cuts to Brady. He calls the number, Kevin's number, gets Eric. And he's like, that's weird. That's not Kevin. I know what Kevin sounds like. Because I'm obsessed. And I'm in Exactly. <laughs> and so he's having this weird conversation with his girlfriend. She's trying to kiss all over his face. He's flinching, like straight on uncomfortable with her being all over him, which is sus. But she's trying to tell him, like, it's very sweet what he's doing. And so he makes a snide comment, like, if you like him so much, why don't you call him? But that gives him an idea of her going on a date to see what's actually going on. It's at this time that Abby actually sees and reads the article. Yeah, like, how? Did, well, I guess because she wasn't in the heart of Chicago the whole time. Correct. She was somewhere else. But I was like, damn, it's taken her a long time to find this. But I guess, like Brooke said, it's a movie, Danielle. (laughs) (laughs) So she calls, she gets Eric. She can tell by how he phrases things that it's not Kevin, but she's going to go along with it because she's hopeful. So she, she shows up at the restaurant. He kind of, she's super confused. He keeps waving her over though. And so she goes over to him and he's like, not getting it. Like his friend should have known right away. Like if this girl says you're not Kevin, like, Oh, this is the girl. Let me get Kevin, blah, blah, blah. But he's still, He's not taking no for an answer. He's still like trying to get the date. And she's literally like, I will call the cops. And he's like, but why? And I'm like, because you're a fucking crazy stalker, man. Stop following her. Yeah. And he, he, even when he realizes that she's the girl, he's still trying to date her. Like he's still trying to talk. It's super weird. Mm. And then he like, doesn't tell Kevin right away. Yeah. And And uh, I will say Randy and Rod, like, because Eric kind of throws it out there, like, what happens if we do find her hypothetically? And they're like, we stop this immediately. We tell Kevin about it because that's the goal. And then that's when Eric's like, oh, well, I found her. And they're like, you have to tell him. So props to his friends for being true friends and being like, no, like, I don't care if this is getting us dates like you have to tell Kevin immediately even though it'll shut down this operation at the same time or the same night Rod goes on a date with Brady's girlfriend 
and apparently breaks her foot and breaks her nose her ankle and her nose and when yeah. he comes back to the apartment and he sees her this way he's not even he, it, i thought for a second i missed a part of the movie yeah that she got jacked Same. up and because uh, he was not reacting to her being injured in any way possible and then when she finally tells him that no she didn't meet with kevin it was one of his friends and she's like laughing like she had a good time and then he's like wait a minute what happened to you we realize it's because rod was doing his signature move and and (laughs) kicks his amp into her face and knocks her over she breaks her her ankle again weird storylines weird storylines and then that's when brady writes a piece in the the newspaper really calling him out kevin to be a fraud and he loses the reebok case because of this whole situation and also he sees the girl at the L train and she's like running away from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she's ignoring him and he doesn't understand why. And she puts a newspaper article against the window and that it's like when he gets it, oh, oh man, she's like really pissed with me. But then his friend finally comes clean and tells him what the hell happened. And it makes it even worse. And this is the first time we see him get a little aggressive. He, he actually punches his friend out. In the, in the- I was proud. That was a realistic punch. Yes. Good job. It was. It was a very realistic punch. That was some good acting, Mm. (laughs) Liam. 10 Um, out of 10. 10 out of 10. But I mean, when this happens, he decides that he, you know, his friends realize they fucked up. They, they, They feel really, really bad. They realize that they fucked up. And so then they go on a mission to try to find the girl and apologize. But when they have this scene on the train it's really hilarious because they literally tried to draw a picture of her and it looks like if you had given it to a five-year-old to draw do you remember the viral youtube video where they're like <laughs> we saw the leprechaun and there was the amateur yes. sketch of the leprechaun that's yes. what it looked like <laughs> oh my god yeah it's my yes. favorite <laughs> my favorite youtube video of all time so good so yes his friends are on the L train proclaiming that that they fucked up and and that they're the ones who were answering the phones and whatnot and to our surprise the girl is on the train so she now learns that it wasn't Kevin that was doing all the craziness yes but what ends up happening is Kevin's bestie Jerry Stiller's role he has a heart attack and so he has to go to the old people's home or hospice i don't know what it is it, it don't make sense to it me. looked like assisted living that was That's... really fast that was really yeah fast. it was fast. from heart attack to the next day we're in assisted living <laughs> yes 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 and he's throwing... it doesn't happen like that no not at all he would have been for a cardiac situation you would have been in the hospital for quite a little yeah. bit longer for that and it sounds that. like he has a history of cardiac events right and if you just had a heart attack you got enough energy to be throwing bedpans at people right <laughs> this is true so then he tells that boring ass story about the 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 baseball (laughs) nothing i remember to even say i didn't even write it down right we learn about this mysterious baseball he gives him the baseball after all this time because apparently he has no family which is kind of sad it's the baseball symbolizes the day he met his wife which is sweet so we've got up before (laughs) up with the baseball Uh, yes 
100%. Oh, yeah. well, that, I didn't really catch the story, but now I feel kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it does well. inspire Kevin to go. Let me just say this. Buying billboards are fucking expensive. Yeah, I have so I many questions about this. Yeah. So many questions. So let me ask a question real quick, if you don't mind. Mm, they were talking uh, like, so when they were talking about Reebok, they were saying that mm-hmm. Reebok bought all these billboards. And I'm thinking, did he just do something again uh, with company <laughs> time? And he took all the Reebok billboards and put his message up there? Like, I didn't even think about that. I, was I just thought he was spending his ad money on random billboards across the I thought he was gonna do like the one that he saw on the L because he knows he takes she takes that train that makes perfect sense right but not everywhere but across That's- from Wrigley Field how much is that fucking billboard yes yeah, first of all that kind of money you've got yeah. the market of Chicago and you've got prime multiple billboards like if we if you think about it when that movie I love you man when he takes out those, I think Jason Siegel's character takes out those billboards, like almost eight grand mm-hmm. when he does it or something like that. And it's probably almost as expensive at that time period. Yeah, that 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 was probably the most unrealistic thing in that movie. And we saw Al Green performing for 24-year-olds. So we did (laughs) somewhere in the midst of this hullabaloo. Rod does have a conversation with Kevin about like he has inspired him because he's putting himself out there to find this girl. He wants to put himself out there and he gives him his demo tape of his ballad that he wrote back in 94, which will come back to play. I would absolutely love to talk about that song too. Oh, I have a whole. Let's just do it. Let's just talk about it. So. Let me just say again, I said this at the beginning, this soundtrack, I did not stop playing it. And all through the movie, I knew every single word, to every single song, mm-hmm. and still it's taking up space in my head. And I suddenly remembered Meredith Edwards. Where did she go? Because Lance, do you guys know who Meredith Edwards is? No. Is that the bitch so, lady? No, no Lance else. actually, and I hope I have my facts right. Cause I did not research this. This is just coming from 2000 Nikki's brain. So he like had a, like a, how yeah, he I, had artists. I remember that. Right. right. And yeah. she was one of them and she sang the song ready to fall. But I always wondered why didn't they put Joey's version on there? Because Joey's version was so good. It's so it good. It's so good. It was and the best. I even okay. think that I, I downloaded it from somewhere. <laughs> like, I feel like I like had it on like yeah. Napster yeah. or like LimeWire. Yeah. yeah. It. Okay, so my sister-in-law is very into The Mass Singer. And spoiler alerts if you haven't seen The Mass Singer by now, but Joey was on the first season. She sent me one song of the rabbit singing. I said, 100% Joey Fatone. I would know that voice anywhere from Fall in Love Tonight from On the Line. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't wrong. <laughs> I was not. like, you never get to hear ballads from him, so you mm-hmm. wouldn't know but he has a very lovely voice and very I don't know nice. why he didn't do more with it. It also reminds yeah. me that there was a cameo of Brandy Williams from Black that was yes. in this movie. Yes. And, I, and we all know that like later on, we found out that it was, I think it was JC who sang, sang on that song with them. Give it yes. all. 
I don't know what it's bring called. Bring it all. Bring it, bring it all, all to me, me or yeah. something. Oh like that. baby, bring, bring it, it on to me. me. Bring it on. Yeah. Yes. Bring it on. But when it was titled, it was titled with In Sync, which was kind of weird. I'm like, even then they weren't giving JC his motherfucking flowers. Nope. Tragic. It's true. So getting back to the billboards he takes out, the billboards say, L train girl, I'm sorry, please meet at our stop Friday at 7 p.m. Heart Kevin. And so the next scene, he's at the bar getting ready to go and meet the girl. And a, a crowd of people, there are reporters there, like everyone and their mother is there to see him and the train girl meet and it's almost quarter past seven and she hasn't shown up but then a paper airplane floats gently down and lands at his feet (laughs) and it says open me and then look up and she's on like the bridge between the two platforms and so he runs up there and one of the most awkward kissing scenes oh my gosh I had to close my eyes. (laughs) I had to close my eyes. And then at the end, when they have their like Al Green singing or whatever, they kiss again. Because I was like, wait, is this just, I was confused by the end credits until they started kissing. I was like, oh, we're still, we're still bringing this story on. We're We're still still dragging. We're still still here. Right, right. How did everybody know what their stop was? Yeah, I was confused as well. Uh, yeah. One of his friends is a a, a mole. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point, though. Like, how did they know what they heard? Maybe it was knew, in one of the articles. I don't know. I knew it was coming before we even got there, but I was gonna. I was like, okay, these are up. All the press is gonna be there. There's gonna be a crowd of people, and how the heck are they? How how do they know <laughs> where their stop is? And then, secondly, also, why would they just start making out like that? Yeah. yeah you talked to each other for 10 minutes like a week and a half ago or however long this was yeah and now you're just gonna be like oh my gosh it's you and then make out it's just make out awkwardly i really yeah. thought it was gonna end with them like holding hands because like the, the 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 camera pans down to them like holding each other's hands so i thought oh this is how it's gonna end it's gonna be real pg there's no kissing but then they kissed and then they kissed again in, in the end scenes. And then I saw that making that Fox family video about the movie. And they kissed making the the video, the music video for it. Uh, and oh. I was like, it's still not over. <laughs> oh, God. I got to keep my eyes closed a little longer. And when he kisses her, Joey, the whole time in this um, show, he's like, man he, Lance don't even deserve to kiss her Lance you know like Joey has the hots for the actress yeah and then Lance kisses her and then he goes <laughs> like this oh, oh god no. oh. <laughs> oh that's so oh. sad like he tr- like you could you could tell he tries to hold it for a little bit <laughs> but then eventually he's like like <laughs> Oh my oh. god! Awkward. <laughs> it's so. I mean, it's awkward. not shocking, but no, not yeah, now. not now. But oh, I'm sure she probably got the vibes too. She probably knew. 
Well, it, 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 according to Lance's autobiography, Out of Sync, he began to allow himself to have clandestine relationships with men in 2000 while in Chicago. So you could assume maybe this was oh. during principal photo- photography. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. And then the movie closes. The, it's weird. We start to get Al Green singing, Let's Stay Together. But then it cuts to this behind the scenes where Justin plays a makeup artist and Chris plays a hairstylist and it portrays Lance as like the Steva and stuff. It's just so weird and out of place. And then we go back into Al Green's (laughs) music video, which GQ gets to rap in, still knew all of GQ's words. Of course he did. Well, we we did it, y'all. We made it through this. This, yeah, Oi is right, Jackie. I think you had the list of the product placements you wanted to say, right? Yeah. So the product placements I saw were Reebok, McDonald's, Pringles, Pepsi, Frosted Flakes, Budweiser, and Apple, which cracked me up because when Danielle and I watched He's All That together, there were so many product placements in there, but I think this rivals that in the amount of product placements all in one movie. I think we have Josie and the Pussycats, obviously, but well, that was on purpose. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe this movie and then He's All he's, That. He's All That. Well, before we get into our ratings, Brooke and Nikki, why don't you guys tell um, everybody your social handles so they can go check out your podcast. We were on Twitter at at so-called yes. whatever. Yes. And then Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, or my so-called whatever. And definitely check out their podcast. So many fun stories. If you love boy bands, if you love NKOTB, their podcast is definitely for you. Trust me. And as always, you can check us out at No More Late Fees on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, and Facebook. So we'll start with you, Brooke. What is your present day rating now that you've seen it again? Oh, goodness gracious. Present day? I I feel really bad. I'm not going to say it's a same day rental. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to say you. it's a two day. <laughs> okay. Nikki? I'm going to say would buy it. Would buy it again. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> only because this has oh, so sorry. much history for me like yeah this, i actually i i cry <laughs> <laughs> i'm so embarrassed i told yes and i texted brooke i'm like why am i crying but it it reminded me so much of like when my husband and i first got together and i made him sit through this movie and his name is kevin and i remember <laughs> i was going oh my god look kevin yes and I made him grow sideburns because Lance had sideburns and so I was like I think he'd look really good with sideburns so this movie was like one of those ones I just played over and over again and to watch it again like brought back those memories so I was like yeah what are if you are a Harry Potter fan what house are you in Hufflepuff for sure I don't know I that's what I was that's yeah. what I was feeling with all of that because I did not have that reaction, even though I loved it in the early 2000s. But you know what? That is one of the reasons we love doing the show and the way that we do it with the ratings from Y2K versus now, because there are some movies logically we know make zero t- sense. They're not good movies, mm-hmm. 
but from a nostalgic standpoint, we can't, it's in, we can't it's let them go. Us. It's in yeah. us, you know? So what was your rating, Jackie? I'm going to give it a two day. Right, right, right. So we're all just trying to be delusionally nice. Okay. It's trash. It's a same day rental for me. I'm not going to play these games for all these poor people listening to us thinking that they're going to watch this movie. It was so hard to get through. I'm sorry, Lance. I love you. I really do. I think you're a great guy, but Jesus, I, I can't, I will never watch this movie again. Okay, well, now we know where we stand. <laughs> if you have if you have any insights, feedback, if you love this movie and want to argue with us, cool. Hit us up at our quick drop, 909601NMLF, 909601-6653. I saw a tweet the other day that was like, you know, you grew up in the 90s when you always left your phone number twice. Yeah, I saw that. So that somebody <laughs> so, could write it down. Yeah. Uh, so that's now what's going to be in my brain every time I read that. Twat us at the Twitter or leave a message on our Anchor FM and you could be featured on a future episode. Ladies, we really appreciate you coming on the show, talking nostalgia with us, watching this very bad movie or for Nikki, this wonderful <laughs> nostalgia blanket around. We really appreciate you guys coming on and love to have you back talk about more i mean there's so many boy bands and so many movies there's so much we could do we would <laughs> love to come back absolutely <laughs> awesome thank you so join us next week for the 20th anniversary of the new guy and as always be kind and rewind <laughs>